Welcome to Talking About Care with Miss Michelle. Welcome back to another episode. Today's episode, we are going to be talking about the difference between nannies and au pairs. So let's get started. I think we're going to start with au pairs today. They are a foreign person who travels from another country outside of the one that you're currently living in to come and care for your family. Generally, they are going through a schooling program or some kind of educational program that helps them travel and will help subsidize their trip and care. However, because it is an employee, the family is responsible for paying for the au pair to come and live with you. It is a live-in situation. So what that means is the family is responsible for giving the au pair a personal living space, so like a bedroom. Most of the time they should be getting breaks and days off. However, it's based on what the agreement is with the family and the au pair themselves. They will travel with the family. They will be responsible for house care most of the time, but they should still be getting breaks and they should still be getting personal time to themselves. And they have um, lesson planning and schooling that they do have to follow. So generally, most of the time an au pair will have time off where they will be going and taking courses or classes to be able to continue on in their educational program. A lot of au pairs, because they come from a foreign country, they usually speak a different language and they will generally try to teach the children to their native tongue. And it can be a great educational situation for your kids, which is really nice. They generally go through an agency or a program that will help the family choose who's going to become part of their family. Now, an au pair, generally, because they live in... They definitely become more of one with the family, so they become more responsible than the basic nanny. And by that, I mean they live with you guys, so they become part of the family. They eat with you. They're at the house, so they'll travel with you. It really becomes more of a close-knit relationship with the au pair and the family. And they tend to bond quickly with the kids, which is kind of nice. They are expected to be there for, I believe, a minimum of a year, but it can be longer depending on the contract that you have with the family and the au pair. Generally, the families will be giving a stipend uh, income. So like a an allowance is basically what I kind of explain it as it, They'll have a set amount of money that they get to use for personal use, such as like purchasing clothes, going out to dinner on their own. Maybe they want to go on a short weekend trip kind of thing like that, where they get an extra amount of money so that they can do their own thing on their off time when they're not working with the kids. Most of the time, parents will provide a car to help the au pair so that they can take the kids to any of their extracurriculars, to school, to doctor's appointment. They basically become the main household manager and just stay in the home rather than going and doing anything. 
by themselves and or or that they can use for like their own personal use so long as under the con they are meant to be involved with the family and help with anything that the parents might need support with they will babysit they will cook dinner sometimes they help with chores they are basically meant to be the help however they can be relatively expensive you're adding another person that you're caring for and even though they're living with you, they you are required to still pay them a stipend amount of money so that they can have their own freedom. And you're also still paying the agency that you find the au pair through. You're paying a little bit more out of pocket than you would be, say, with preschool, I suppose, only because you are going to be caring for another life. A live-in nanny is basically the same thing as an au pair where they do everything with you. They are required to have uh, time off and separation from the family and their own personal area. The only difference is a live-in nanny is somebody who is from your home country, not a foreign country. So that's the difference between an au pair. And sometimes the other thing that you can get with uh, a live-in nanny is you don't always have to find them through a program. You can find them through care.com. Uh, another website that I know of is called Nannies for Hire. They also provide that option where you can look into those situations as well. Nannies are a standard employee and they are paid by the hour. Sometimes they can be salary. It's dependent on what you as the parent and the nanny decide in your agreement on your contract because you do have to sign a contract with each other as a safety net for not only the parents but for the nannies as well. A nanny provides child care in your home rather than outside of the home like a preschool does. However, there are nannies who do care inside their own home so you can take your child to the nanny's home. It, it all varies on what the agreement is with that and they provide education and entertainment for your child so they will have lesson plans they will have meals provided things like that they provide education and entertainment they can do chores usually they do the chores based on what they need to do for the child so they'll do the kids laundry they'll eat they'll cook food for the kid they will clean up toys after the children or help teach the kids at least I do. I help teach the children how to clean so that they are self-sufficient. I think it's really important to teach that with kids. You know, if you do all the work for the kids, they'll never learn the skills that they need to learn for when they are older and able to be on their own. They will care for the children, obviously, because that's their sole reason of a nanny is to care for the children. Like I said earlier, they can be a live-in or a live-out. I personally am a live-out which means I have my own home, I have my own bills, everything like that. When you have a nanny, you are paying them a living wage so that they're able to make a living and be able to care and afford their own costs and personal expenses. That is the point of it. You are an employer, not just a person paying part-time for something. So that's something you have to understand is you are responsible for paying for a living wage for another person. They will provide lesson plannings or free learning. They also will have transportation for the children. Whether you provide a car or they provide a car, it is important to make sure that you guys are on the same page and what each of you is providing for one another. 
I do know a lot of nanny can be under the table, which can be a little problem only because I'm mostly saying to help with anybody because I know for a fact it can be really difficult to understand and know what you need when you're doing this. When you are employing a person, you have to remember that employment means you should do it over the table, meaning you should have taxes being taken out. You should have a payroll system. There are lots of websites out there that provide it for nannies and for parents. There are a lot of options and availability for you to be able to make them on a payroll system versus being under the table where they don't pay tax. You can choose to do under the table. However, that can bite you back in a bad way with IRS and tax season. Most nannies, because they are considered childcare, are a tax write-off, just like uh, any other childcare providing situation that you have. And that's something that as a parent, you should look into and make sure that that's something you might want to look into and consider. I do know a few people who do under the table and that's okay. You can do under the table. However, for your safety and for the nanny's safety, I definitely recommend staying on the table because it's a safer way to keep both of you out of trouble from the IRS, at least in the States. I'm not really sure how it is in other foreign countries, but it's really important to keep that in mind that the IRS will find you. They will come after you. They, they thrive on that. It feels like. I personally know it can be such a pain. I've had one incidence and this is no pain or gripe against any of the families that I've ever been with. But anytime I would go under the table with a family, when I had to claim tax season, it came back and bit me in the behind pretty bad. Uh, I ended up owing, I think, six grand one year for back taxes because I was being paid under the table. And it, it hurt. It hurt a lot. As somebody who is working really hard to make what little money we can, and as a single person at the time, it made it even harder to be able to afford the cost of living. I definitely recommend doing your payroll on the table and pulling taxes and making sure that you're keeping yourself safe and your nanny safe or your au pair even. However, because an au pair is usually employed outside with a, like a program or a company, you don't really have to worry too much about the payroll system for them. It would mostly be uh, a nanny or live-in nanny that you have to worry about. Let's go over salary agreements, I suppose. Salary or hourly basis. The nanny's payroll is different for every nanny and what their experience is. And I think it's a really important thing to remember with any of this. Even even the preschools, your money can talk. Not in like a bribing way, but understand that a good nanny is not going to be cheap. You really, really have to understand that this is someone who is coming in and they are taking over the role of, I'd say, seven different people. They are a cook, they are a clean, they are a teacher, they are a, a nurse. Nannies have to be certified in first aid, CPR, bloodborne pathogens. And occasionally, at least a good nanny will have a food handler's permit also as a backup and as a safety net because 
you know, they're employed. They don't want to get fired because they made a, they made the family sick by something they cooked, you know, and foodborne illness is a big thing that you have to worry about, but not always. They are doing a lot of work. I mean, it's same like with a, a at-home parent. And I'm not going to say mom because there are at-home dads and mannies are what they're called, which is a male nanny. They're very rare to find, but you know, when you find a good one, they're amazing. I'm, I'm not going to bash any, any male in this industry because they are very few and far between. And any of the male childcare providers I have ever met or worked with have been amazing, absolutely amazing. And they are rock stars. And I personally think we need more males in this industry to help encourage people to understand that just because of their gender doesn't make them any less of a person. And it kind of irritates me that this role is looked at as like women's work, which is, you know, we'll go into a more depth baseline of that later. Back to what I was saying about nannies. Nannies tend to be per hour, which I said, but you can do salary based on agreement. So nannies are generally a flexible system for scheduling. You can have a nanny be part-time. You can have a nanny be full-time. You can have a nanny do a split shift. I currently work a split shift, which is actually pretty nice for me currently with my own personal life. I do morning care and afternoon care between schooling hours. And occasionally I'll do full-time when the kids are sick or if they have no school that day. It makes it a lot more flexible for the family to have that care so that they're not scrambling to find somebody to watch their kiddos while they're working and they don't have to take time off in case their kids get sick. It, it gives them a real shoulder to lean on, I guess is a good way of putting it. It depends on how long the nanny is working and what the agreed upon price point is with the nanny. So nannies can be more expensive than a daycare, but from what I have personally experienced, I'm either on par or cheaper than a daycare system is nowadays. Daycares charge a lot of money and they charge per child. Most nannies don't charge per child. They charge a lumped sum based on how many children they're watching. So you're paying $1,000 more by having them in preschool than you would by having a personalized nanny who literally works one-on-one -on -one with your kids and is doing all the work that the preschool has seven different people to do the work of. Now, daycares do a lot for the kids. They have a lot of opportunities for the kids. I am not bashing any type of child care that you are able to receive because it's hard to find anywhere. Whether it's a nanny, a daycare, keep in mind that nannies can't technically perceived as a privilege, not a right. And if you can find a nanny that works well with your family, that would be really helpful and optimal for you and your babies. If you would like, there are nannies that do nanny shares, which a nanny share is basically one nanny splits her time and her care between two or more families. So a nanny share is someone who would generally work part-time or work with two families full-time and 
share the care between those two families. And usually that's a little bit cheaper for families because they split the difference of what the base cost is. But the nanny gets more money off of what she's doing because, it, you know, like I said, it should be based off of how many kids you're working with. So a nanny could be making 35 to 40 an hour with two families and the two families are only paying what their half would be. So like if they're both an easy example for that is if both families have the nanny working full time and she's being paid $40 an hour, both families pay $20 an hour to the nanny rather than one paying 40. Or if one family's working let's say four days or five days a week, they're going to pay $30 an hour while the other family, if they're only working, I don't know, two days a week, they'll only pay the 15 or the 10. And it makes it a little bit easier for the families on cost. And it also helps the nanny make more money and be able to support and have the ability to care for her own personal life, which is really cool and they're fun. I know a couple of instances where nannies will actually decide to do nanny care in the home and then because of the multiple families that they're working with, they then become an in-home daycare rather than or a nanny share situation. It's really neat to watch how the nannies can become something that they weren't before. Nannies are a lot of fun because they can take the kids out and do fun extra activities. They can take your kiddos to extracurricular activities. They have lots of classes and nanny groups out there where nannies can communicate with each other and say, hey, I need a, a play date with a kid who is like two. Okay, so they'll, they'll reach out to each other. Au pairs do this as well, which is kind of nice. Nanny families and the au pair families can communicate with each other and say, hey, I see that your child is the same age as mine. I would really love to be able to do a play date with them. And then you would work on planning something with your nanny or your au pair or your two nannies together. Or the nannies can even reach out and do something similar in that way where they can get together and congregate and have that community support where they get to play with the kids so the kids get socializing as well as time to interact with other adults because as a nanny I will tell you I personally feel starved at the end of the week if I've been working a full-time job where I do not see adults at all <laughs> so my life outside of work becomes very much I need to be around other adults so that I don't feel like my brain is turning into mush because all I do is childcare all day, every day. I love my job. I've been in multiple different jobs and I will tell you, I probably will always go back to nannying because it's a really, really fun experience for me. I love working with kids. It's the best thing ever, but also I need to have quality time with adults. And I I personally am love and enjoy communicating with my parent, my nanny family parents so that I feel like I'm part of the family or that I feel like I am connected to them because I think it's really important for communication, A, and B, it's important to be a human being with other people and not be treated like, oh, you're just the staff. You're not another human. You just work for us. We don't see you as as actual person. We only see you as someone who cares for the kids. <laughs> 
And that's not fair because we are. We are people and we want to be able to be treated like people. And we still need to interact with people and have that socializing. I feel most of the time, most nannies are probably very extroverted energetic and interested in being around other people. This is why we work with kids because they're so full of energy and life that it helps boost our energy and make us feel important and wanted and cared for. So I'll go into a little bit about how babysitters and nanny au pairs are different also right now. Babysitters are literally just a part-time situation most of the time, they are teenagers who are just looking for a little bit of extra money on the side, or they're somebody who starts out as a babysitter and is really interested in the childcare system or industry, and they really want to like expand their knowledge of it. Or it could be a teacher that works at the daycare center, depending on what the agreement is with the daycare center and the nanny. Some daycare centers make the teachers sign a contract stating that they will not babysit for the families for the situation of them possibly getting scalped by the parents and becoming a nanny. It's a weird situation and I know that sounds kind of weird to hear, but it's a thing. It is a thing. I have had to deal with it myself. And it's it's kind of sad that the teacher can lose their job if they agree to babysit every once in a while for the families because, you know, it's we're supposed to be supporting each other, not making it harder. <laughs> and if the parents are reaching out to the teachers at the preschool that they take their children to to get help so that they can have a date night, they should be allowed to do that. It, it shouldn't be a, something where they have to, like, completely find somebody completely new and a total stranger to the children. Unfortunately, that's something that happens. Babysitters are as needed time to time, not all the time. You can't have a consistent babysitter as somebody who is like the one that you use all the time because they know the kids and obviously the kids feel comfortable with them. So you can have somebody that is frequently coming and babysitting for you, but it's only as needed. It's never like a, a payroll system style thing generally always under the table unless uh, they're unless it's your nanny uh, sometimes you can add the babysitting on to your nanny's hours or you could pay them under the table and just say oh it was just two hours I'm not going to pay you some nannies will charge a discounted price when they're babysitting for their nanny families they'll they'll charge less some pay charge more I personally charge less when I babysit Unless it's some kind of situation where if the family needed me for a dinner or something and they just wanted to add it onto my payroll, they're totally welcome to just add it onto my payroll. If whatever's easier for the family and myself is the better. I personally like it when it's, it depends on what it is. If it's my old nanny families that I'm babysitting for, then I will charge them what I charged when I was, when I was their nanny, not what I currently charge because my prices have gone up since I was first starting. It changes for each family, unfortunately, but also because I've had many years of experience. I mean, I'm going on 25 years of experience working in this industry. Not all nannies have been in it that long. And age group doesn't really matter because some, some nannies start later and some nannies start really early. I fortunately started really early. I think I was... 19 when I took my first nanny job. 
And so I've been doing it for a long time. Uh, but I've been in childcare and preschooling since I was 15. And then I babysat when I was 12. I've been in the childcare industry for <laughs> decades. It's weird to say that, but it's decades and it's fun. I love it. Anyways, then there's relative care, which we went over in the first episode where I kind of basically grazed over it. A lot of the times relative care generally happens when you can't find a babysitter or if you have a parent or a family member who is willing to watch your child for you. And it's really nice to be able to have that village. Unfortunately, at least in the States, we live in a world now where we don't really have a village anymore. And it's kind of sad. I wish we, I wish we did. I try to provide to my family who has children or even my friends. I try to be that village for them. Like if they need an emergency care situation, I am 100% down to come and watch the kids and help take care of them. If the parents need to go to a doctor's appointment or if they have an event that they want to go to and nobody else is able to watch the kids, I will gladly go and help because we need more of that in this world for sure. I feel like we've gone through quite a bit this episode and uh, I will probably do an episode based on price points for all of them and discussing why they charge that much, what they expect what they expect or what uh, each option is going to be and to try and give a more basic outline of cost. Uh, if you think that you have product recommendations, if you have an idea of what you would like to hear or talk, have talked about in my episodes, I would love to get your feedback. I believe it's also linked to the episode page so that if you have any questions, you can just, you could just reach out and find the email there. I would love to get some emails and perspectives from anybody who is listening. I really appreciate any of your time and your energy that you have spent listening to my podcasts. I'm hoping to make these a little bit shorter and smaller with each session I do know that these first couple episodes have been a little bit long, but that's only because I'm going through baselines of all of the different types of childcare that we're going through in, in these episodes. And I do plan on bringing in um, eventually pet care and maybe elderly care. Uh, I would love to bring in some guest hosts that I can have interviews with and have personal experiences with. It's going to be talking about either horror stories or fun, exciting experiences that we get to do as, as childcare providers. I look forward to seeing you guys with this next week. And if you have tips or tricks, please email me at talkingboutcare at gmail.com. That's talkingboutcare at gmail.com.